what I have been wanting to do is like with all my extra food, like I can literally just bring it to my neighbors and be like, yo, you want some lasagna? You want some banana pudding? Because I love that for you. If I have this in my fridge, I am going to sit down with the giant tub and I'm going to scoop and eat the whole exactly, thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's just, I know myself. Welcome to the Know Your Power podcast, where we give you the guidance to know how powerful you really are. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee. And I am Kendall Grayboff. And that is it because Gabby is not here. Yes. <laughs> we miss you, Gabby. We love you, Gabby. She will be here next week. Yes, so. for sure. I yeah. feel like people are going to be like, where's Gabby? Because <laughs> we're like always together. And Literally, when we're not, yeah. they're going to be like, Fuck. I also, I feel like they're going to ask. It was just bad weather in Texas. She couldn't drive out here today. Yeah. Um, Gabby lives in Houston now and Kendall and I still live in Austin. So it's like rainy and there's supposed to be a storm. So she's like, I just want to be safe. And I'm like, yeah, please do that. Yeah. Because Much rather that. we need you uh, in our lives. Yes. So today, guys, we are going to get a little bit back to more fitness talk because this is a fitness and mindset and basically everything our lives podcast. And we're going to go over how to stick to a quote unquote diet. Yes. And um, the reason that we say quote unquote diet is because why, Kendall? I feel like the word diet has this social construct idea that um, it's a short-term thing. I feel like mm. a diet is associated with crash diets or drastically changing your eating habits or anything that's temporary. I like to use the word more of like just a lifestyle change. Mm. I feel like that creates more sustainability, longevity. I feel like diets just have this very negative connotation around them. So I, I don't like too. that word. The one thing that popped up for me for that is like whenever you hear people talking about diet, like for example when you're talking to like your friends, you're like, I'm on a diet. Like it's mm -hmm. always like, it's always like, uh, and they're mm -hmm. like, Oh, I feel bad for you. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, that must suck. And it's just genuinely, you're right because it has a negative connotation yeah. to it because of the diet culture. And really it's just, I love the word lifestyle because mm -hmm. it's so simple. Cause this should, it should just be something that is included in your life yeah. and just this is just what I this is just what I do yeah but it's gotten so complicated over the years it really has <laughs> I feel like so many people want like this quick weight loss how like how to lose weight in 10 days and it's like okay you might lose weight in those 10 days but as soon as you stop doing whatever that probably severely low calorie diet is um you're just going to gain it all back yeah so like, what do you do after that yeah exactly so creating a lifestyle is far more better and i feel like already starting by using those words instead of using the word diet puts you in a better start to even like begin with exactly yeah i love that and yeah. i mean that brings us into like the first topic that we wanted to talk about around this and that's not to go zero to a hundred real quick mm -hmm. because like Kendall said we always want that quick and easy fix like mm -hmm. I feel I always say we live in the Amazon society where we can get anything we want to our door next day mm -hmm. or same day and we think that that applies to everything else in life. Like, I'm going to fix my trauma. It's going to happen in a day. I'm going to lose weight. It's going to happen in a day. And there's actually this quote, I think it's Simon Sinek. But he always says, I think you got to look it up on YouTube. It's so great. He's like, you go to the gym and you come back home and you look in the mirror. And what do you see? Nothing has changed. I've seen this video. Yeah, I you think, go the yeah. second day and you look in the mirror and nothing has changed. He's like 
yeah and uh there's there's definitely more to it but i'm not gonna like quote the whole <laughs> youtube the, video you, i feel like people can like put together what that's meaning and it's meaning that like you're not gonna see immediate results from anything you do mm-hmm. um and yeah we have a we live in a very like quick gratification society where people just like want immediate results immediate this that's why like brazilian butt lifts are so prevalent because they can just get a butt overnight and that's just like I mean, if you really look at it, it's kind of like a similar thing where that's not sustainable. It doesn't look as good. It's like if you were to take the time and actually build up your glutes. So same thing with food, instead of doing a crash diet or doing like a quick, easy fix or like a juice cleanse or whatever it is, it's like just slowly start to change your lifestyle and you'll be healthy for the rest of your life because it's not just about looks it's also very much so about like how you feel and your hormones and everything else that Mm -hmm. pertains to diet or quote-unquote diet yeah (laughs) um i think it does start from a place of usually most fitness journeys start from a place of just the body and Mm -hmm. then you realize how much more good juju comes from that Mm -hmm. because if you can take control of your discipline and how you can change your body then it opens up the possibility of like well what else can I change yeah you know I really am very impatient can I be more patient Mm -hmm. you know I don't spend enough time with my family how can I spend more time with my family like it opens up the possibility like if I could change this one thing there's definitely more things that I can change to benefit my life Mm -hmm. and um I feel like when people get started on their journey and it's not people because it was me we overload ourselves with so many things that we can do I always say like you lay in bed that night before and you're like I'm just fed up with myself like you you lay in bed you're like I'm tired of being tired and you Mm -hmm. wake up and you're like in the morning I'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m I'm gonna drink a green juice I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna do cardio I'm going to lift weights also. I'm going to save world hunger and I'm going to like, I don't know, adopt a puppy. And then you can't do all of that because you're used to waking up at 9 a.m. Yeah. Not drinking a green juice. Not going to the gym. Not going to the gym. And then you try to overload your things with you overload your life with all these things and then you feel like a failure when of course you were going to fail that's exactly. legit unrealistic that just, I think setting such high expectations for yourself in any aspect but especially with like clean eating is just setting you up for disappointment you need to be realistic with yourself like what I tell any of my clients and I use I actually wrote down this analogy is the glass analogy if you have a full glass of water and an empty glass you don't want to treat your diet by pouring all of that water in at once mm-hmm. you want to like slowly drip some in okay slowly <sighs> drips them in because if not it's going to spill over and that's when that disappointment comes I so love that. my biggest tip for like anyone that just is starting to want to eat healthier instead of being like oh, okay I'm going to follow this full meal plan hit these macros every single day no cheat meals instead start small I always recommend just if you look at your diet and you're like I don't eat enough protein try adding protein in I think try adding things in first before mm-hmm. trying to take things out of your diet yes. I always recommend like start adding in protein start adding in like healthier fats and healthier carbs and then once you're eating those foods and they're mm-hmm. integrated into your diet you can start to then take out the sweets take out some of the sugar that you're having and then I feel like that's an easier transition than just going zero to a hundred. Oh yeah like yeah. let's just cut cut it cold turkey because yeah. the mo- for the majority of this, that's not going to work. And it mm-hmm. literally 
will always end up in like a yo-yo style of dieting, which Mm -hmm. is what I was in for such a long time Mm -hmm. that I was like fed up with myself and I would go zero to a hundred and then I couldn't sustain it. And then I go back, I just kept living that cycle. And I love how you said, oh, what was, it was so juicy. It was good. What I just said? Yes. There was something like- About adding things in? Yes. It was about like adding things in instead of like cutting things out. Cause it's literally human nature. If you tell us- not to do something Mm -hmm. or not to have something Mm -hmm. or literally not to touch something. You want to do it more. Exactly. I'm going to use this like example of from my little sister. When she was little, my dad always says this story and it's so funny, but she was like banging on her, um, what is it? What do kids sit on when they eat? It's like the stool and the <laughs> a thing. high table, a high table. Right? So she was banging on it with a spoon. And my dad looks at her and goes, Chloe, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And it makes you want to do it yes, more. She literally looks at my dad, lifts up the spoon and pretends that she's going to hit it. And she's so little. And I'm yeah. like, you little evil genius. That is so funny. And she pretends she's going to hit it. And I'm like, that's just a perfect example of like someone telling you, you can't do something. You shouldn't do something. And our rebellious side is like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And I have a really, I have that really bad. So I have that really bad too. I'm like, oh really? I can't? Well, I'm going to prove you every which way wrong that I can. That's um, so funny. It can be good and it can be bad. I, yeah. I love that. So I think the t- biggest takeaway from like that whole conversation is just to start small. Start setting like little goals for yourself, like eating more protein. And mm-hmm. then if you notice you're starting to eat more protein, then you can make it more specific of like, okay, I want to hit 180 grams of protein a day. Mm-hmm. Um, some people work better with specific goals. Some people don't. I think that goes into the next one is finding what works for you. Yeah. Um, I personally no longer like tracking unless I'm in prep because I realize when I track, I'm too meticulous and that's when I beat myself up if I go over on anything mm. and just for my own mental sanity I like to just not track anymore I know obviously how to eyeball certain measurements um, but I rather just like intuitively eat because that's what works for me right now but mm. I feel like some people need more structure and need certain numbers to hit like I have a lot of friends that are more like number oriented so yeah. I understand that yeah I think I'm kind of similar to you where I get obsessed with numbers mm-hmm. with measurements with the scale with um, numbers with macro Mm -hmm. and I thrive off of order and discipline and Mm -hmm. that requires order and discipline and it can be really good but then when you get to the point where literally you have to hit your numbers perfectly Mm -hmm. or else you feel like you're gonna die then it's like okay that's a problem. I feel like that's good in prep it's good to learn how to transition out of that mindset not in prep because you can't be in prep year-round that's how you set yourself up for like potential eating disorders or just mental health issues or just actual internal health issues Yes. Um, so it's good to learn how to transition doing meal plans sometimes, maybe if you're in a cutting phase and then maybe transition into a little more flexible eating when you're out of season or for the lifestyle people when you're just trying to like grow instead of cut. Yeah. And I think that I have actually been using intuitive eating more this time mm-hmm. than ever. And it's actually me been too. working really well for mm-hmm. me. And I never, as somebody that struggles with or has struggled with binge eating. I never like to like label myself like I am a binge eater because like I am not this disorder. Yes. I am separate from that. Of course. It's just like a thing that I struggle with. And for me, I never thought I was going to be able to intuitively eat, which really is just eating, which mm-hmm. we've said in a podcast before. Like 
eating has gotten so confusing when we were born, like we just ate when we were hungry and we stopped when we weren't and we didn't think about it. But then as we grow up, it just gets so confusing because of like influences. You start looking at your body diet, like you look at magazines, social media, all these things start coming into play. And it's just so much harder after that. And I'm so envious of the people that have never been affected by diet culture that can like, I feel like weirdly it's mostly men. I feel like like diet culture is forced on women a lot more at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And I wish I grew up and was just like, Hey, it's okay if I eat what I want today. Like I've never, I feel like no woman I've ever met has that mindset. Like you have to relearn that eating is normal. (laughs) Like it's so crazy how much control we all think we need to have. It's so true. And I was actually talking to my mom because my mom listens to the podcast. Hey mommy. My mom does too. Hi mom. (laughs) And she was telling us how much she loved the binge eating one. She's like, it was so good. You guys were like just such My mom commented on our YouTube video. My mom usually does too. It's Mm -hmm. hilarious. And she always signs it, Mama P. Oh, my mom yeah. didn't sign it, but I it's responded. So I was like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks, Mom. That's so cute. But um, she was just loving the podcast. And then we were talking about the portion about how um, when I was little, like the comments that she would mm-hmm. make. And she like totally understands it now. And she's like, I... I was just trying to help you, but I just didn't know the right way. I was like, yeah. I get that. I was like, I don't even know the right way when I have kids. Yeah. And I'm like worried, like, how do I make comments about this and keep portions and, and healthy, clean foods? Like, how do I instill that? And it's something I'm just. Well, it's almost what we're even talking to about today is like teaching the audience, like how to create a healthy lifestyle without being so restrictive mm-hmm. and then rebounding because you, you want to set up your friends and family and especially your future kids for success. And it's like, what is successful is just creating like a healthy lifestyle without creating diet culture. It's true. It's true. And I think the one thing that I got from like that conversation with my mom is what I was explaining to her is like her generation of diet culture and your mom's Mm -hmm. was harsh. Skinny, skinny was in. Skinny, like literally there was actually a name for it mm-hmm. that that was like really crazy. And it was like how skinny you can get your legs. And it was almost it, like, I don't want, like, don't quote me, but the name was something that was like, okay, that's just, it's really harsh. It was about almost looking like dead. Yeah. You know, and like, they and that was desirable from, and that was desirable. Yeah. So they come from a completely different diet culture than we do. Luckily, I feel like we're in a really cool space to where it's moving in a good direction to where it's like, yo, it's okay to eat. Mm -hmm. So it's completely different than when she grew up. So that was one thing that I got from that. I feel like we always learn from the generations before us. And I think we're looking at like how harsh and, and I guess depleted that their diets and bodies were and like healthy is becoming more of a fad now. And like mm-hmm. muscle is becoming more of a fad now. And in order to be healthy and to have muscle, you need to fuel your body. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's what I wish was instilled within me younger is realizing like food is fuel. And that's what Gabby always says. That's why I kind of wish she was here for this yeah. one is she has such a good mindset of how to eat clean mm-hmm. without forcing it. Yeah. And I love that. I'm like, Oh, I wish I were you, Gabby. (laughs) I wish that that's how I saw food, but sometimes I'm like, food is scary. No, it it really is. I feel like I get very intimidated when I change my quote unquote diet or lifestyle plan is like, 
going from prep to off season, it's scary to start having cheat meals again. And it shouldn't be, but it really is. And that's the reality. And I think a lot of other people that even aren't competitors deal with that, where they're afraid to have a cheat meal because they think it's going to erase all their progress. Exactly. When in reality, it's really good for your metabolism. Honestly, though, especially yeah. when you're, um, I used to use cheat meals for that reason in off season specifically. Mm-hmm. We would put them around days of where I needed growth the most. Yeah. So it was usually leg day. Leg day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Zach and I would go to water burger and it was like the same Thursday every week I would train hard legs with Renee who does the new fit machine and we go to Whataburger after because it was like I was consistent consistent spike spike the calories spike the metabolism then go back did you feel like that was good for you oh yeah it was great Mm -hmm. the next couple of workouts were like insane and it was just it was so good for my mental uh, like one cheat meal a week Mm -hmm. I'd say what I give I, this is usually advice I give to family members, not really my clients. My clients, I think it's case by case, but when my family members come to me and they're like, Hey, I want to start losing weight or, um, whatever it is. I'm like, Oh, okay. And it's my brother specifically he comes to me and he's like, I already know what my calorie intake's going to be. Mm. And I already have like a rough set meal plan that I'm going to be following. And I'm like, mm. okay, follow that for two weeks consistently on that third week, start doing a cheat meal every Saturday. The last time we went to your brother's, he literally had his cheat meal yeah. coming in and yeah. I was like, good for you. Yeah. And I think it took him a while similar to us to be okay with having that cheat meal. But now he's learning mm. like every time he plateaus, he'll have a cheat meal and it reignites his yes. metabolism and he'll start dropping again. And What's it's like really crazy. annoying is like for Zach, when he would do his cheat meals, would he'd he wake up the next morning three pounds lighter. Yeah, it's really common. Me, I would just, nothing would happen. Yeah. So it was like I didn't gain and I didn't lose. Oh my God, I'm getting a, a calf cramp that I have never gotten okay? before. Holy. Are you okay? Stretch, oh, stretch. Jesus. If you need to stand up. Okay, I'm good. I'm, Are my you leg sure? Is You're, yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, basically in this, this like topic is the main thing is finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. And we t- like touched a bunch of different things. But the one thing that I wanted to say, and I always say to people is like, when they come to my channel, when I'm on prep, I always tell them, yo, this is just my life. This is my body. This is how I have to mm-hmm. eat because my goals are different. My genetics are different. My taste buds are different. Mm-hmm. And you might be starting your journey or even confused on what route to go as far as like how to eat, how much to eat. And you see somebody that eats a certain way that has a physique that you want and you think, oh, let me just copy and paste that and it's going to work for me. I did that as a beginner copying a bikini pro. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's done that. It didn't work. Following someone else's full day of eating. Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, so if I do this, just like this, I used to literally research Mm -hmm. and try and figure out exactly what they were eating. I did that too. So since I know that I'm very aware when I'm talking about food and I'm posting about like my prep, okay, like there's a girl out there that's young, like I was, who's going to listen to every single thing I say. And it's literally case by case. So just try a bunch of things, you know, see what you like. Like our friend Erica is vegan and she Mm -hmm. thrives off of that versus Mm -hmm. me. I tried being vegan for like a couple of months. Like I gave it a couple of months and it actually- I was vegan for like six months once. Yeah, That's nuts. Mm -hmm. It caused me more digestive issues. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't do really, I don't do well with veggies. I can kind of go into that. Um, I think also a huge part of diet or picking like what, what foods you should and shouldn't eat is Mm. I always recommend for people, if you can afford it, get allergy tested Mm. or get a biome test, which tests your gut health. Um, I have so many digestive issues. I am- undetected celiac so like extreme gluten intolerance and 
I grew up in New York eating pasta and pizza literally like every single day. And I, no matter how hard I tried, could not lose weight. And it's Mm. because my body was constantly inflamed. When I finally found out I was allergic to gluten and I took it out, I, no joke, dropped 15 pounds in like a week because my body was finally calming down. So Mm. I always say if you are on a diet and you are following like a cardio regimen workout plan and you're doing everything right and nothing else is changing, I would look at if you are intolerant to some things because some things literally prevent you from losing weight. And what's crazy is you're probably eating the thing that's Mm -hmm. causing your body to stall or to be inflamed and you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendall, and I have both done it for our preps. We It's called Viome.com, V-I-O-M-E. Um, I'll make sure to link it in the description. But this, like I'm not partnering with them, like nothing. It's mm-hmm. just I have done it every single time I start a prep. It's literally you take a stool sample. It's super easy. It's super awesome. Kind of gross, but Yeah, it's it. so weird. You literally have to like scoop, ship out your, scoop poop. your poop with a baby shovel and ship <laughs> it off so to gross. something. It's hilarious. So gross. But when I did it, I was so surprised mm-hmm. because... I had been eating sweet potatoes so regularly. Oh, was that on your and it was on my uh, minimize and minimize list. Mm -hmm. So what's cool about Viome is that it gives you a superfoods list. It gives you enjoy, minimize, and avoid. So I have a lot of things on my avoid list. (laughs) My whole list was red. Yeah, mine is like not that much, but I was surprised that I was like, Oh, I've been eating sweet potatoes like religiously. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, I was like, regular potatoes are my superfood. And mm-hmm. I was like, cause people think, Oh, regular potatoes are better than, than, um, oh, wait, no, they sweet think sweet po- potatoes are better for some reason. Yeah. That they're, they're healthier. Both a starch. They're <laughs> like, both like a starch. One yeah. just, I don't know. But that's the thing is like healthy is relative. It's, mm-hmm. it's different than it's different to each person and to what your gut can actually process recently, like two months ago, I was bloating so badly. I was starting my like mini cut. So I was eating cleaner again. And my gut was like, I literally looked pregnant at the end of every day. It was like really bad. And I started doing my own trial and error because I've done allergy tests and I've done the Viome test. And I like remember my avoids and I checked them and I was like, am I eating anything on the voids? I was like, no, I'm not. So I did a trial and error of my own and I took out egg whites immediately, immediately all the swelling went down. So it also is about like, I, I actually, when I did that, I recorded what I was eating cool. Um, I wasn't even tracking because like I said, I don't like to measure or anything, but I would put in my notes app. Okay. I ate this. It's 30 minutes later. I'm bloated. And then I was like, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to take that meal out and see if that helps. It's just all about trial and error and finding what works for you. Um, I think also playing around with different types of food. I get very sick of chicken, especially if I'm eating chicken all prep after prep, the last thing I want to look at is chicken. Um, so just little substitutes of like switching out chicken for Turkey or Turkey for beef or something like that just makes your meals more enjoyable. You don't have to eat the same thing every day. You don't have to have the most boring plain meal plan in the world to see results. Exactly. Exactly. And it's one thing that Gabby was telling us about this podcast, um, before she couldn't come. Yeah. We like to plan out before we yes, film. So, so we can have some ideas. We have some notes guys. from her, even though she's not. Yes. Here. Gabby from Houston says that for her, she has like a set food list that she just knows that she loves and will always love. That's mm-hmm. clean. That's healthy. That's quick and easy. And she's like, literally every time I go to the store, I get the same thing. Mm-hmm. And some people can't do that. I totally mm-hmm. get that. And some people need to switch it up. I'm one of those people that I do have a certain set 
food lists. Like for me, like my core things that I get, I always get the Dave's Killer Bagels. I get oats. I get turkey. I love turkey. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then I get like a different fruits and vegetables. And then I was just like super bored this week. And yesterday I like switched up my vegetables Mm -hmm. for something completely different. I don't normally have and my fruits. And I'm like, I'm way more excited about it, even though it's small. It literally gets you excited to eat. I was like, yeah, I get to have grapes instead of strawberries. (laughs) It's like, like the weird little, do you know that TikTok sound? That's like, it's like a reward. (laughs) Really? That's how it feels. Yeah. It's like a reward. (laughs) Um, I do similar to what Gabby does, but almost the opposite I make sure I don't buy the foods I know I'll like I don't know my biggest tip is like if you know that you your weakness is candy don't keep candy in the house why are you buying candy yeah if it's in the house you're gonna eat you're gonna eat the candy and don't use the excuse that it's for your kids or it's for guests if that's the case only bring it out when your guests are yeah, there. That's absolutely. literally what I do. I only bring fun foods into the house when my guests are going to be there. And then I make sure that they leave with it Yeah, or Smart. it gets tossed out yeah. or something. Most of the time people take it because I don't yeah. want to throw away any food. And yeah. honestly, what I have been wanting to do is like with all my extra food, like I can literally just bring it to my neighbors and be like, yo, you want some lasagna? You want some banana pudding? Because I love that for you. If I have this in my fridge, I am going to sit down with the giant tub and I'm going to scoop and eat the whole exactly, thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's just, I know myself. I think piggybacking off of that is like everyone meal preps differently and, and deals with their food differently in general and cooks a different amount. I like to mass cook all my protein, all my carbs. And then for fats, I usually just do avocado anyway. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like my specific diet is I'll cook a ton of ground Turkey, a ton of ground beef. Um, I usually won't pre-cook my tilapia because mine's frozen and that kind of grosses me out for some Mm -hmm. reason. Um, so tilapia is like the one thing I'll eat, um, like day of, but everything else I'll cook a ton, like as much as possible. And I'll put them in giant tubs and I'll put that in my fridge for the week. And in prep, I'll pre make my meals and measure things out because that's what I need to do in prep in order to stay on plan is I need it like very easy. I'm just grabbing the Tupperware and eating it. That's another tip I give a lot of my clients is if it's already made, it's so much easier to, to eat it. And if your problem is quantity or, um, what's that word? Why can't I think of it? Like splitting up the different portions. <laughs> yes, oh. <laughs> I was portions? like, "What?" Um, if you're, if you know that your problem with eating isn't what you eat, it's more so how much you eat. I would say pre-measure out your meals. That mm-hmm. way, it's already set in stone, and you can just take it, heat it up, and eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it, that's not really my issue. I'm fine with um, portion sizing. It's more so what I'm eating. So as long as it's cooked for me, I'm good. So mm-hmm. then, when it comes to lunchtime, I'll take one of the giant tubs out. I'll do a scoop of rice. I'll do a scoop of beef and then add some avocado and that's my lunch so that's what makes it easiest for me is that what you do too yeah that's what I do in the I do it in in season and in off season oh really this is only because I am able to do that because I work from home Mm -hmm. so what I tell people that if like you don't work from home and you have to go to a place and you're trying to stay on track, that's not really realistic for mm-hmm. them to like portion out the meals yeah. every single meal. But for me, it's like my kitchen's right downstairs. Like yeah, I can just go too. and do that. And it leaves that like little bit of flexibility. But I tell them like, portion out the meals, however Mm -hmm. you like them, take them to work with you. The ones that you have to eat at work and then like breakfast, 
make it a little bit more fun. Yeah. Like change it up daily. Or like your you dinner, home. then you have something to look forward to. Exactly. So it's just, it's based off of your lifestyle and what you can actually do. Um, and then another thing along the lines of that, that I do, I literally put them in the big tubs, just like you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, the way that I kind of go about planning my meals for the week, it's literally for me, it's like Sunday. Okay. I write down on my grocery list. I'm like, what proteins do I need? Usually Mm -hmm. for me, I like to have at least three different options. And that's just because I like variety. So for me, yeah, it's always like 97, I think it's 93 lean, uh, the Jenny O turkey. Yes, that's what I get. So good. I get the giant ones too. I love it. And it's like literally so easy to make. And then shrimp. I just literally the frozen shrimp, boil I'm it. I'm allergic to shrimp. Oh, it's so good. I know. I love shrimp, but it makes my mouth numb. Mm. So <laughs> I need to so avoid like, that. don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love shrimp because you can eat it cold and you can put it on a salad or you can warm it up and like mm-hmm. eat it with anything else. It's so. Versatility. <laughs> it's so versatile. I <laughs> yeah. love it. And then maybe I'll have like a fattier meat, which is like beef or yeah. something like that. That's like 90, 10. And what was I even getting with that, that I was saying? Oh yeah. Making the meal plan and like how to go about that. Literally it's like, what do you enjoy eating? That's, that's healthy, that's clean. And then I'm like, okay, what do I want my carb sources to be? And for me, I know that white potatoes are really good for me. So I'll get those mini white potatoes and literally cut them up in half. They're already tiny, throw them in the air fryer. It's so easy. Oh my gosh. The air fryer changed my life. Literally changed my life. I wouldn't have been able to make my last prep if it wasn't for my air fryer. I'm just going, I would just like come home, throw literal, like a frozen chicken breast in there Mm -hmm. and then like a bunch of sweet frozen sweet potatoes i would put it in there and i would like go and lay in bed until it was ready exactly i love an air fryer and it comes out like the chicken is so moist yeah and it's like then the potatoes are so crispy but literally just kind of organize protein carbs and fats when you are going to the store and you're making your grocery list and also just write down the things and only get what's on the list it's is very helpful so for me it's like some of the carb sources like i already said is the dave's killer bread i get rice cakes for like snacks because yeah. it's oh rice cakes are my calorie. everything oh i always have three flavors yeah me always too. have three flavors what's your favorite chocolate yeah me too i love the chocolate because <laughs> it has chocolate. literal chocolate chips no on yeah it. i know and i'm like i'm like dessert <laughs> i know i'm like this is a dessert literally my dessert last night i had already finished my meals but i was like i'm feeling snacky mm-hmm. i had some rice some chocolate rice cakes and it i it's was like perfect i'm good yeah but those are some like little tips that i do as far as i think meal another tip i have um i was just thinking about it is um if you have a hard time with protein try to eat that first so when you're making your meals, like I know it's very hard or it's easy to eat like the rice and the avocado and it's mm. hard to eat the turkey. Um, either make sure you get like one of each in each bite or just eat the turkey first. That way it's out of the way. Um, I know a lot of people also get fuller, faster on protein. Like it yeah. takes us longer to actually digest it. So if you have a hard time feeling full from your meals, start with the protein so that by the end of the meal, you're full yeah. or fuller than you would be. That's so true. I actually have a client that just started with me and she has a, the gastric bypass surgery. So it's completely different coaching her because she can only have very small amounts of food at a time. So that makes it a little challenging for her to eat the protein and get the protein in. So the one thing that I gave her is advice. And this goes for like, if you have the surgery or if you don't, it can be useful. If you just struggle, like 
eating protein and getting it in. Mm-hmm. One thing that I told her, I was like, okay, you have protein powder, right? She's like, yes. I was like, do your scoop of protein, um, do a half a cup of oats, and then do like a tablespoon of peanut butter, put some ice, maybe like a half a cup of berries. I was yeah. like, mix it all in. Because if you're drinking it, it's a little bit easier to get down than actually like sitting there and chewing it. You're like, yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. And then it helps you get to the point where you can actually have whole foods because eating like protein powder for every meal is going to kind of mess with your gut a little yeah, bit because definitely not the best for you. Yeah, but definitely but it helps when you can and where you can substitute it in for exactly. sure. Yeah, I agree. And do you have any other tips as far as like sticking to a, a meal plan or changing a lifestyle? I would say the, the number one thing that helps and you guys are going to be like, duh, but it's just have a plan. Mm-hmm. have a plan. If you don't, if you wake up in the morning and you don't have anything prepared, you don't know what your day is going to be like, and you just let life happen to you, life is going to happen to you. And then you will go Starbucks. You'll get like a thousand calorie drink and you'll get like the thing that you always get. You'll order in at work. Yeah. And that's just, your day will continue to be like yeah. that. But if you take that time to prepare for yourself, like even everybody has time for it, no matter what and there's always options if you don't have time for it there's always meal prep companies I when I don't want to do my own cooking or I'm traveling and I don't have time I do a meal prep company Uh, granted I know there's a lot of people that can't afford it but honestly I'm going to be completely honest planning ahead going shopping and cooking it or getting it from a meal prep company versus just ordering out and mm-hmm. doing it on the fly, you're actually saving more money. Yeah. You are saving I more money. So many people that come to me and they're like, well, I can't afford to grocery shop that much or buy that much food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, break down to me what you currently do. It The Starbucks every day, the like $6 you spend, mm-hmm. put that towards protein. Yes. Like that little change will like change your lifestyle and actually save you money in the long run. It's like so true. I, yeah. When I actually like dissect what my clients are really, really eating instead of what they're telling me they're eating, mm-hmm. they are like, oh, well a salad's on my meal plan. So I ordered mad greens and it's like, okay, you just spent $20 on lettuce. Yes. Like if you just made the salad at home, which mm-hmm. would be lower calorie anyway, mm-hmm you would be saving money. I don't understand why people yeah. think that. Yeah, like let's just break it down. Okay, a literal thing of lettuce is what? Like a couple of dollars? Yeah, it's like two dollars. It's a couple of dollars and they're like even the baby one, there's like at least four salads in there depending yeah. on like how much you like. And then buying like some peppers, like all these vegetables, buying them individually and then you have extra and then protein, it's like, if we really just nickel and dime things, it's like, oh, shoot, I'm spending way more money on DoorDash, Starbucks in the morning, yeah, like P. Terry's or Whataburger, yeah. like uh, during lunch, like whatever it might be, if you're breaking it down like that, it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, not to be harsh, but if your excuse is money, you're just wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. With, like, you're just lying to yourself completely. Yeah, there's definitely things that you can do to aid in that. And also... Like I said, pick a day that you're going to just do it, write the list, protein, carbs, and fat, what you want to do. And also like if you have kids and it's like, oh shit, like I don't know what to do. What do I do with them? Like make it something fun that they can Mm -hmm. do with you because honestly, kids love being able to help with little things. Like I had my friend's kids over a couple weeks ago and we were making some food and I just like involved them in the process Mm -hmm. and they had so much fun and they felt like, I was like, we're literally just doing my life. Exactly. And they had so much fun and, and it, 
brings a healthy lifestyle into their life and they'll remember it when they get older. Yeah, I agree. I also think if your problem is like having certain foods in the house because of your kids, I think it's never a bad idea first off to like make your kids have a healthier lifestyle. Um, There's no point to be giving them brownies every day anyway. But if there are certain treats that they like, I think start again with those small goals of like, I'm not going to take a bite of their meal before giving it to them. Because I know a lot of parents do that or Mm -hmm. like they'll get them like a granola bar, but they'll take a bite or like eat it. Let me just make sure. Yeah. Or like eat what they don't eat. Like it's just a habit to like grab one or two of whatever your kid's eating. Mm -hmm. I think setting a little goal of like, just not doing that, just taking that little thing out that's like a few calories you're saving. And I know it's not a big deal, but that's an easy way to train yourself that like, let them have their food and you have your own food, maybe keep them separate in the pantry. So you're not even looking at them. Mm -hmm. I feel like little tips like that help if you either live with a roommate or have kids. That's true. That can be another hard one when you live with like family members or, um, what are they called? Like roommates or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be that just they, their goal is not to eat clean or healthy and it's like there and you're like okay if I was living alone I wouldn't have it there mm-hmm. but it's there yeah and it's I hard know when that you can, don't live alone I know that I think also telling the people around you if you live with family friends whatever it is I think just voicing to them like hey I'm gonna try like following a stricter meal plan do you mind like not offering me food or do you mind like not cooking extra for me if that's something they might do yeah it's literally just a conversation and yeah. I even had a Um, I think she was a high schooler and she reached out and messaged me and she was telling me that it was hard with her family because she wanted to start a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. and she was going to the gym and excited about it, but her family was keeping all this stuff like around and it was hard. Mm -hmm. And she actually ended up doing her own grocery shopping. It was the coolest thing ever. Like she's a high schooler and you know, I know there's some high schoolers that don't have jobs, but I had a job at, uh, at 15. Mm -hmm. And if I would have started like that's so cool that she's doing that like she's really taking that extra step to go grocery shopping for herself and she has her own like section in the fridge which I thought was really yeah. cool it's like Good for her. see that's discipline and that's like so respectable I was like you did the thing girl because yeah. like even cool. though I started eating clean at that age like my mom is super healthy too mm-hmm. so it's not like we were buying certain things that were bad anyway except if you listen to the binge episode I did talk about cereal like she did buy cereal so that was the one thing that I was like do you mind just for like the next month not buying cereal and she listened to me and I had raisin brand that's literally like what I was talking about (laughs) like like she would have like healthy cereal but still yeah still cereal cereal adds up though yeah it does I haven't cereal in a long time I love cereal most of them have gluten except like Cheerios so and those are like the most boring I know I know I used to put sugar on it um I think the last little tip we have is about hydration I'm not great at this so if you rather talk about it and I can listen because I need this tip I am honestly bomb at it and uh, the reason that I'm so proud is because when I literally say from, I think it was like around 18 to 20, there was like two years after high school where I just completely gave up on my body, on eating healthy. And like, I was just miserable, not because of how my body looked, but because literally I just felt gross. Like I didn't have energy and like, I quite literally think my skin was gray. I always oh, like to no. think of the, um, Um, when I eat, uh, like, like fast foods and I stop working out and I stop doing the things that I know, like make my life vibrant. I literally look like SpongeBob when he got the suds. Oh no. He's gray. so visual. He's literally gray and his eyes are red. Like you lose the color. Like all of these things really come into play. So I came from a place of not 
literally going day a day without drinking water and just having coffee and energy drinks. And yeah, it was really hard. And for me, I utilize flavor all day because it's really hard for me to drink water. Like the Mio or yeah. like Crystal Light. Yes. That's the only way I'll get a gallon in yep. is if I use those. I think some people talk shit on them or like, yeah. oh, they might have like micro calories in them. And yeah. it's like, I feel like that's worth it if you're drinking yeah. water. For me, the, you're right. I think it has like sucralose, which is mm-hmm. a type of sweetener. Mm-hmm. And what I have been doing is I used to have every single, I have two gallons of water a day. And I used to have every single gallon that I would fill up would have Mio in it. And then sometimes if you have a sensitive stomach, like it can actually like hurt your stomach. Mm-hmm. But what I'll do is like the first one that I have in the morning is I use the liquid IV because it's literally three times I the hydration. I love liquid IV. Oh my God. Do you have a coat for them? I don't, but okay. I think I will soon. Yeah. Shout out Stay to tuned. Stay if we tuned. do, we'll put it in the description. Yes. Um, but that's the first one that I have in the morning because I'm going to do cardio and you're already dehydrated from the nighttime. So mm-hmm. I, it's literally three times the hydration. And my mom doesn't drink water, like has a very hard time. She has a very busy schedule and I got her the liquid IV and it's Mm -hmm. literally changed her life and she can drink less water and feel more hydrated and more energized. No, it changed my life for real. Um, for those of you who don't know, liquid IV is just this powder that you mix into your drink. And I think it just has every like vitamin and mineral that Mm -hmm. helps you stay more hydrated without drinking more. It's kind of like a water multiplier is what they advertise as. That's a really good word for it. That's good advertising. I feel like people people sleep on water. Water is so important for literally flushing out hormones for flushing out water weight, which we can talk about in a second. Um, when I'm hydrated, my skin, like you said, I literally, I struggled with acne for so bad. And as soon as I started drinking like between a half and full gallon a day, Mm -hmm. my skin changed. Uh Like our bodies just need water and want water. And if you're thirsty, it's already too late. Like you should stay hydrated 24 seven, which I'm bad at, but I'm working on it. I carry my water bottle everywhere I go. And another helpful tip is like buy a cute water bottle. Mm -hmm. I have a really cute one. That's like orange to pink to yellow and I carry it everywhere I go. And if I try to leave the house without it, then sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to bring it. And then I'm like, bring it because I always end up needing it later on. So buy a cute water bottle, maybe try like one packet of liquid IV a day Mm -hmm. in the morning, something to sweeten it. Or you can literally make your own like fruity water this morning. I don't like fruity water. I can't even lie. I can't drink I like lemon water. I don't care for fruity water. I can't. I have lemon in mine right now because I did like my first half gallon was liquid IV. My second one is just you're already a half gallon. Yeah, that, that's oh my. my God. I'm on my. I've had time. an energy drink today, and that's yeah. it. I make sure I need to take our own advice on this one. For me, also something that has helped is I'm super competitive, and I literally have goals within myself daily. And the one that I have is I have to finish my. It's um a half gallon before I leave the gym for facet cardio. So all of that has to be gone before I walk out the door and I'll literally stand at the front door and I'm chugging it before. And then I get in the car. I'm like, yes. And as soon as I get home, I fill it up again. It probably feels good because then you can sweat more too. I love sweating. I do too. Yeah. Only when I don't have makeup on my face. Uh, Very true. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. I think another thing we were going to touch on just a little bit and we can probably end after this is um, how drinking water affects holding water weight because I had someone reach out the other day and no offense to this guy, but I don't know what he was thinking. He was like, Oh, well I cut down on my water and I started seeing like, finally I was seeing weight loss, Uh but then I drank more yesterday and like my weight's way back up and now I'm discouraged. And I was like, 
Well, first off, you shouldn't have cut the water in general. Cutting water, it will do nothing but make you retain more in the long run. I literally don't know a single good side effect of cutting water. It, the, only for stage. I would say only for show day or only if you have the most important photo shoot of your life. If not, keep water in because what happens is even after stage, when people cut water to step on stage for a bodybuilding show, immediately after they swell up like a balloon. Mm -hmm. My ankles, my face, my everything gets mm -hmm. so swollen because yes. water retention, once you add water back in, your body body's like, oh, I need this. And it holds on to it more. Exactly. That's why it's called water weight. Yeah. Like water has weight. Yeah. Food has weight. Yeah. That's why you weigh more at night than you do with the evening. Like it's just like science. Yeah. Math. Water can really, really affect you too. And I feel like what people don't realize is if you consistently drink a gallon a day, say you, say you barely drink, say you're like me. <laughs> and you drink mostly energy drinks and coffee and like a little bit of water um, and you set out a goal to try to drink a gallon a day I will say you're gonna get discouraged the first few days just because you are gonna hold more water just stick with it I'd say after what five days your body starts to regulate even and then, less it's like yeah. it's literally you'll start feeling like oh my god like you feel like everything has turned back on and is mm -hmm. like working properly again mm -hmm. you're like whoa yeah this is so crazy. Because like our body wants to filter out water. Our kidneys need water to stay healthy. And mm -hmm. then you're going to be peeing more and that's losing the weight. So it's like, it's like a full filtration. And if you stop feeding that filtration water, you just get stuck and you'll start swelling. It's true. And kind yeah. of along the lines of holding on to water weight. So what actually happens when you don't drink so much water is your body holds on to the very little water that you do take yeah. in. So even if you're just drinking coffee or energy drinks, there's water in them, but mm -hmm. it's not a lot. Your body is like, oh my God, we have, we don't know when we're going to get this again. So we hold on to it. Yeah. And that's why you can look watery, even not drinking enough water. Yeah. But then once you start drinking water, you might be a little bit watery for a little bit because literally your body just needs to adjust. And then you start filtering. It's yeah. literally like your body is a Brita filter. Yeah. If you use water I to think, filter through. <laughs> I think water and sodium are things that people think they need to cut on in order to lose weight. And I think it's the opposite. You just need to build consistency. Sure. I eat a ton of salt, Same. but I consistently eat a ton of salt. Yes. If I were to eat a ton one day, none the next high for two days, done none for two days, mm -hmm. that's when you'll start like fluctuating. Then you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. If you just build consistency with water, with sodium, with things like that, your body does adjust. And like, we are constantly trying to maintain homeostasis and if you're constantly changing your habits of like eating clean eating dirty drinking a ton of water drinking no water a ton of salt no salt yeah your body's going to be confused and so you're going to start holding weight yeah you just need to be consistent so literally like for me i have i call it my treat meal instead of my cheat meal and mm -hmm. the reason i do that is for my own like mental if mm -hmm. i say cheat it insinuates i've done something wrong so That's a good point <laughs> for me uh i have like my treat meals usually on the weekends and so i'm I'm eating the same consistently throughout the week. And what I've noticed is like, I'm doing that. But when I have my treat meal, how it affects my body is so crazy. I wake up, my face is swollen. I always wake up, look at myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> literally, I look like death, really? like bags, like, cause there's the salt, the sodium, yeah. it's like coming to the surface. That makes sense. And the thing about that is you might be living in that right now, but it's your normal and you yeah. have no idea. I was in that from 18 to 20 when I just 
didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was living in that consistently. I was just foggy. I felt like SpongeBob with the suds, but I, that was my normal. I was always swollen and low energy. And I thought that that was just how life was. And then once I started eating cleaner, watching what I was having, like still having fun stuff here and there, but not so frequently drinking more water and staying hydrated. I literally had a complete flip. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is what it, this is what life can be like. Yeah, yeah. And so now I see that whenever I'm eating clean and healthy and then I have my little treat meal, then I see that I'm like, oh, this is how it used to mm-hmm. be. And it's like, I think it's good to voice uh, that that's normal after yeah. a cheat meal. Oh yeah, too. for sure. For Don't sure. wake up and be swollen and be like, I ruined everything. Like oh, yeah. just get back on track. That too. A lot of people ask how to get back on track after like having a bad eating day. And it's like, do exactly that. Just get back on track. You don't have to overcompensate. You don't have to be hard on yourself. If you start eating and clean again, your metabolism is actually going to be really happy. It's so true. Yeah. It is. It's so true. How to get back on track. Just get back on track. Yeah. There's no, it's as easy as you don't that. need to manipulate. Mm-hmm. You don't need to cut. It insinuates that you did something bad Mm -hmm. to me that's that's what it does to me it might not for everybody but for me it's like food is scary yeah so yeah i think that's about everything i feel like we covered every aspect of like do you want to do a rundown of the main points yeah we got number one don't go zero to 100 basically what that means don't throw the kitchen sink at yourself and try to do all the things at once because then you're going to end up feeling like a failure when you can't do it and you're not a failure you've just overloaded yourself on something that's also don't view it as a diet view it as like a longevity lifestyle change don't don't give yourself a timeline for this clean eating big facts the second point that we talked about is just finding what works for you everybody's literally going to be different it's not a copy and paste like kendall and i eat so differently Mm -hmm. but And we both get the goals we're looking for. Yeah, we both get the goals that we're looking for. So just like, I'm sorry, it's going to be a lot of trial and error. So just like get that in your little head and get over it because it's it's going to be. It takes time. But again, since you're viewing it as a longevity and lifestyle change, it's easy. You have the rest of your life to find what foods you like. Yeah, there's no rush on this. And then basically just some tips on like how we stick to a diet is obviously being consistent and having a plan going forward, portioning out things or just cooking in bulk, bringing your kids in with you to make it a little bit more fun. Um, One thing that I think was also a thing, like if you want to have your little treat meals, like make it a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like go on a date, have that be like when you go out to dinner with your family and then just get back on track. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to manipulate it. Just get back on track. You didn't do anything wrong. you're just human. And that's all we Amen. do. Preach. Yeah. And stay hydrated. God yes. damn it. <laughs> I need this one forced into my face. Yes. Yes. Kendall, Gabby, and Erica <laughs> all need to drink good. more water. Actually, Erica's better than I am. She is. Yeah. She actually has a lot. Gabby of- and I are pretty rough. Gabby said she's getting better. She is getting better. Yeah, I'm like, not. And we're, what we're literally doing is like handing them water yeah. bottles. Like drink this. No, my mouth's literally dry right now. I'm going to go chug a water. Same. I'm like... Yeah. So when you're listening to this, stay hydrated. And as always, we love you all so much. And you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you believe you deserve it, make sure to leave a review and rate the show. Love you. Bye.